Support the Amigos podcast on Patreon or PayPal and receive cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at everythingamiga.com support. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about trolls. Trolls, man. You Aaron, have trolling. you... You know, it's funny because I was thinking about this on the way home from school today. Uh, trolls these days are synonymous with people that exhibit bad behavior online. Yes. You know? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's not always been that way. At a certain point in the not too distant past, trolls were uh, associated with these little plastic figurines with, you know, colorful hair. Do you remember this being a thing from when you were a kid or did this happen later on? It's funny you should mention that, Boat, because during this tonight's look at trolls, I've got a bit where I go into the origin of the trolls. Oh, yes, okay. So, that, so that, that we, we should soon. we should we should put that off until later. Oh, well, let me ask you another oh, hold on question. A All then. that said, trolls just had a movie that came out a couple years. I mean, they're still around. It's not like yeah, they yeah. away, you know. Yeah. Now, um, do you have you ever been called a troll before? I listen, not by anybody that walked away, but mm. uh, but uh, uh, listen, we've all done it, right? I remember in the earliest days of the BBSs. You know, the BBSs, there was trolling going on big time, slam boards, uh, uh, flame wars, the whole nine yards. We had different names for it back in the day. Mm -hmm. But when you get online, there's something inside of you that says, you know something, I'm going to let this sucker have it. Maybe you're in a bad mood. Maybe this guy said the wrong thing. Maybe you just want to make fun of the guy. It doesn't take much. You drop the hammer on this sucker. And since you don't have to see him up close and personal, you can get away with it and feel good about yourself. Where in the real world, if I said stuff to uh, to your face, I'd get a beating, you know. So uh, I don't know what that means to I don't know what that says about humans <laughs> in general. <laughs> but I mean, that's been that's been the way it's been. I wonder if they had when they when they uh, originally came up with the telephone or the or the uh, telegraph, people were bad mouth each other. <laughs> and I would be yeah, surprised. I, I'd love to see an international museum of trolling open <laughs> at some point. That would be cool, actually. That'd be great. And the best lines are up there. You know, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. The best lines would, of course, have come from the Morse code days. So it would just be rows of dots and dashes. You'd have <laughs> yeah. to figure it out yourself. Yeah, that, that would be funny. So, Aaron, it's been a busy week in our everythingamiga.com community between our, uh, our our YouTube channel and our website. But let's let's focus in on everythingamiga.com this week. Let's check out the latest from the one and only Rob Flack O'Hara. Yes, Flack has issued forth Amiga Memories Part 3. You know, I love Flack stuff, obviously. Uh, and <laughs> I'm looking to his, I love his pictures too. He does a great, he's got pictures galore in this thing, and I love them because I know half pictures of my childhood, so I can live vicariously through the pictures that Rob's got up. They here. didn't have cameras in West Virginia when you were a lad. Well, <laughs> the truth of the matter is, no one t- listen. No one took as many pictures back in the day as they do now, as you know, because truth. it was a lot harder, right? Mm-hmm. Because there were, it was already a three step process. You got to take the picture, right? 
Then you've got to get it developed. Then you've got to hope the suckers don't drop the ball when they because I knew people that worked in development and these a lot of these people were idiots. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't care. You know, they'd steal your pictures, stuff like that. So to have good pictures from back in the day is glorious. Now, this won't ever be a problem again, but for now it is. Uh, anyway, Rob goes into uh, basically coming to the Amiga here. Uh, um, <laughs> his experiences with, with like getting into the Amiga community, which is great. Uh, and uh, this is definitely something you're going to take a look at. I, in fact, read all three. Uh, Flack knows exactly what he's doing. You know, it's funny, uh, Boat. I, you may not know this, but today was Clean My Room Day. And like National Clean My Room Day no, or just was, Aaron Clean My Room Day? It was a local event. Okay, okay. <laughs> it was localized in this parochial. room. And I found... You know, I lent out my copy of Commodore years ago, and I've never seen it since. I've lent it out twice. That's funny because I gave you that book. Yeah, I know. It's gone. <laughs> gone. I think I think I bought another copy, but I lent it to two different people. I know who they are. I'm coming for them after the, after the COVID. But I did come across a, a book I'd forgotten I had. It was Rob's book, and I've gotten over here. I started reading it. It's the Human Library. Have you seen You remember this book? Yes, I, I do. I gave book. you that as well. Yes, yes, you did. Now, what did you think of this one? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, you know, it it's, is. It, yeah. Rob is a professional published author, and his stuff is great. So if you can, check out Commodore. I've also read his other book, uh, 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 Invading Spaces, is, is also great. So check out any of the Rob books. I think there, were, pick- there were a couple things that I wanted to touch on in this okay, article. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Because um, just to show you how much the scene has changed, Rob relates that he bought his first Amiga, an Amiga 12,000 yeah. yeah. in October of 2005. He paid $20 yeah. for the machine plus <laughs> shipping. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I was thinking, you know, I, when I bought my second Amiga 1000 uh, with a monitor, the whole kit and caboodle, and I think I paid, I think I paid the guy 40 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. for it. Uh, yeah. There was a, it's it's hard to remember a time where this stuff dis, didn't cost a million dollars. I mean, there were times where you could not go to a Goodwill without tripping over a C sixty four. You know what I'm saying, or a TI or something. And now people are buying those things up like they've never seen one. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, the Coco three is a prime example. That thing's going through the roof, through mm. the roof. I mean, it's a Coco three. You never would have thought that. So yeah, the days of picking up the twenty dollar Amiga twelve hundred, those are over. Yeah. And the other thing that he mentioned was something that he, you know, he talks about uh, when the first time that he saw Sega Genesis, you know, and, and the, you know, an article, you know, saying about how the, the Genesis has, is really quite similar to the Amiga in, in hardware prowess. And um, and it's just, you know, a question of like, why do you want to keep this Amiga around? Why would you keep an Amiga around when you could play real games, Aaron? Console games. Yeah. And so uh, that's, you know, know and and, and, and I, you know, I have to admit, you know, in my own personal Amiga history, uh, I've asked that question many times myself. You know, when the Genesis version of almost everything that came out for the Amiga and the Genesis, the Genesis version is better. Why would people keep their Amigas around any longer? And uh, of course, you know, most of them didn't. They just tossed them to the curb. And that's why they were available up until 2005 for $20 a piece. But um, but this is an, a really great article. But, you know, Rob, he knocks it out of the park. I love every single thing he does. There's nothing that he does that I don't like. Yeah. Uh, so please check this out over on everythingamiga.com. You know, Aaron, let's talk. 
Oh, yeah, go ahead, man. I was going to say, just a closing thought on that. You, there were really two types of people, I think. There were console people and there were computer people. And they're really, they're, none like today, there wasn't a whole lot of intermixing, I don't think. I mean, when it comes to gaming. Mm-hmm. And so I can, when you're a computer guy, you would just upgrade. Now, you can still jettison that old hardware, but you weren't necessarily going to get rid of it if the newest console came out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there you go. So let's go over to the YouTube channel, Aaron. All right. Um, let's go. Well, let's start off with last week's. I jumped back into pool boat uh, with okay. another uh, Amigo Aaron's all requests live Friday night live stream. Ooh. And this time around, I got to say, I had a lot of fun on this one boat. There's been a lot of uh, short, short minded, short, like people with a short memory. Short sighted, short minded, no brain, no good people. They've been bad mouthing the Atari 2600, the VCS boat. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, you know, this will not stand. Nobody puts Woody in a corner. That's you got that right. And so I broke out the Atari 2600 all request stream last week and we had a blast. Uh, I played, gosh, I bet I played over a dozen games, uh, Boat, and uh, including some stuff I'd never seen before and some stuff I'd forgotten about. And just had a great time, had a great crowd in. And there a were lot some of games that you played, Solaris. I could not believe that that game was running on a, a yeah. Atari 2600. I mean, the, the stuff that these programmers did. They deserve they deserve international recognition for the the the, ju- the hoops that they jumped through to get this machine that was only supposed to play combat to do all the things that they got it to do. Unbelievable! You know the funny thing about this boat, and something struck me that's never struck me before. If you're now, and I will say I'm going to give people a pass because I know the Atari Twenty Six Hundred was no great shakes over it in Europe. Right? Yeah, yeah. If you are a ZX Spectrum fan, right? You could you could glide right into the twenty six hundred and feel right at home because they're they're almost there are some similarities uh, and th- they both do some things well and the Atari uh, does a lot of stuff I mean it's been beat down for years but I mean don't believe the hype we Atari does gyrus, what Amstrad don't man. and the gyrus the music was awesome the game was awesome we loaded up I couldn't believe that when I heard that gyrus soundtrack yeah. bump up. I mean, that was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, man. I felt the same way, dude. I couldn't believe it. Uh, we played some Enduro. We played some Berserk. We played a little bit of everything on their boat. So if you're into the 2600 or just want to relive some good times, pop one over and check that out. Uh, we had a lot of fun. I should mention, tonight, in honor of me repairing my Coleco Adam this week, it's going to be an all-Coleco live stream Ooh. request tonight, boat. I can't wait, man. Yeah. I can't wait. Should be good. Um, let's talk about... ARG presents. Uh, okay. Uh, last week, Brent hosed us again as we've spun the Mega Duck slash Cougar Boy boat. Mm-hmm. I never heard of these uh, these uh, consoles. They're these handhelds that were like trying to be Game Boys on the cheap, uh, and they're the same console with different names. But I'll have to tell you, uh, we came across something decent here this little console i mean don't get me wrong the actual console is crap it's crap all right it sounds like crap the screen looks like crap and the controllers are crap okay but the games aren't crap they're actually pretty good boat and we came across a couple decent games i really liked mine and uh brent liked his too so if you want to see some uh, this goes to show you even a crap system could have some good games you know and we i think we came across some good ones so if you're into that uh, check us out, uh, ARG Presents. And I should mention, Boat, since this is of interest on this show, 
uh, this week we uh, we last week we spun the Commodore CD TV for this, yes. for this show Sunday. Yes. So, yeah, uh, for all you Amiga fans, if you want to check out me and Brent playing a couple CD TV games, uh, we record live uh, this Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time some CD TV action, folks. Mm-hmm. I can't well, wait for that one too because the CDTV. It's funny we've been doing Amigos forever. Yeah, and um, we we rarely mention the CDTV. We we talk about all the other models quite often. You know whether it's new, uh, you know, uh, four thousand uh, CPU replacements. Yeah, or you know upgrades for the CD32. But the CDTV just doesn't really get the amount of love that the other Amiga models do. So I, know, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys have to say about it. I own one CDTV game boat. I think it was Ravi sent this to me a bunch of, with a bunch of other stuff. I'm going to show it right here. This is the game I'm going to be playing. If you can see that, Psycho mm. Killer boat. I want to pick say. something. Yeah, I want to pick something I owned. Uh, and this this game, I own it. Uh, so there you go. Now, let's talk about Ask the Amigos boat. This show was shot out of a cannon. It looks like a lot of people. <laughs> I'm stunned as I look at this for that show. Uh, we answered all the all the pressing questions, Boat. We did. Uh, we did. This time. It was one big show, 50 minutes, it says here, of yeah. uh, questions. And these questions never end. It's amazing to me that people want to hear us talk <laughs> questions, but by God, they do. <laughs> we'll answer them. Uh, we had a good time on this one, didn't we, Boat? We did. We had a great time. You know, we, we do ask the Amigos uh, once a month, usually at the beginning of the month, uh, with all of the questions that come into our Ask the Amigos channel on our Discord server. And uh, some 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 months we have enough content that we actually split it up into uh, multiple shows. This this time we knocked it all out in one. Yeah. But uh, if, if you are a, uh, a supporter of the show, either on Twitch or through Patreon, uh, feel free to stop by the, uh, the Ask the Amigos channel and pop a question in there for us. Yeah, man. Um. Last on the docket, Boatster. Our, we just spoke about this man, the Spine Man, the Flack, Jack Flack, who has played a game that I know you really loved, which yes. was uh, a Sprite Castles joint here as he plays Little Computer People. Uh, David Look at Granger. Flack, by the way. You know, I have not seen Flack post uh, Makeover, and he's looking great. Look Listen. at the way his hair is swept back. I, that's the first thing that I go to, Aaron, when I see someone with hair, is it just, I, my heart sort of aches because I'd love to have, you know, a, a coif like that. That's fantastic. And he, and while we're at it, he's 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 a, a drop-dead, darn good-looking man. Let's face it. He is. Here. All that said, he played a, 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 an interesting game, in the quotes, air quotes, a game. This is the, uh, this is the eternal answer to the question, can we make sea monkeys on a computer? And it's this. <laughs> Little computer people. You want? Did you watch his video, Boat? I have. I haven't watched this one yet, so I I, I, I'm looking thing. forward to it. And so, and, and so he runs through. Uh, once he gets this thing fired up, he lets this little computer man run around, and the computer man refuses to do what he wants for a little while before he gets <laughs> into it. And he, he and for whatever reason, his computer guy is obsessed with washing his hands. He washes his hands. I'm going, I guess COVID hit the computer world because he washed his hands fifty times in this. But it's good times. We should also mention that uh, uh, if you uh, are a Flack fan, he just released today his You Don't Know Flack podcast episode on bikes, bikes, boat. And Bicycles. then next week, next week, you'll be getting the Sprite Castle on Little Computer People. So this is sort of the lead into that. So right. it'd be good stuff, Boatster. I'm looking forward to it, man. Absolutely. 
All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's site updates. Aaron, it's time to transition right into the robot. It's time for He's some moving quicker now. Amiga news. Aaron, it's been a busy week in the world of Amiga news. We're going to kick things off with a new 4K remake of a classic Amiga shooter. Aaron, uh, there is a new Unreal Engine version of the classic Psygnosis game, Agony. This thing gets all the press in the world, and uh, they they finally done a remake of it that sort of uh, brings it into the 21st century. Uh, this is, of course, an owl-based shoot 'em up. Uh, and uh, w- did you have a chance to look at this, Aaron? What what are your thoughts on this new version of Agony? The funny thing about this new version of Agony is I've seen this video a long time ago. Really? So yeah, it may not know, be a new so version this of Agony. Is not, I mean, they may have done work on it or something, but I remember seeing this a, a, a while back. Because mm. when this popped up, I was like, oh, look at this. And it was this, I don't remember, I don't remember seeing anything different. Now, it could be some different stuff, but I'm sure I've seen this before. Uh, that much said, does it look good? It looks nice, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's, uh, it looks okay. It's funny, I saw some people that were just killing this video. <laughs> I think where I don't can't remember where I was at, but they were just they were like talking about how much garbage it was. I thought it looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean we know I, that we of course we played the uh, the original version of this game, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was okay. You know, it had its moments. It was uh, sort of bad, uh, but it was your. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it was bad, but I mean, listen, it, this type of shooter where crap just sort of randomly flies out. It's it. I don't. I never have liked them, and it, so mm-hmm. this is another one. This is your another. You know, but in terms, you know, of course, nobody is looking to make a buck off the new version of Agony, at least as far as I know. This is a labor of love. Yeah, you know, and some, somebody's gone through a lot of trouble to recreate these environments with the Unreal Engine. I got to give them credit. I can't, I can't poo poo this thing. It looks fine. Yeah, I know? mean, it looks good. Uh, absolutely. But I, again, I, I know I've seen this before. So I'm going to assume that either this is an updated version or I don't know, made, made its rounds again. I don't know. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, Let's move on to our next story then. Our next story is that there is a new Amiga uh, CD out. This is called Amiga Rocks, Aaron, and this is a triple album of Amiga game music in rock and metal renditions. Mm. Now, uh, this is something that was brought to our attention by the one and only boss man. Paul Harrington has his purchased this, and he says it's quite good. So if you are a fan of... Of um of 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 metal music, uh, of the hard stuff, uh, and you, of course, if you're listening to the show, you're a fan of the Amiga. Uh, check this out. There are some uh, some little sneak previews here on the Kickstarter page. You can purchase this directly from the Kickstarter page. Uh, this was uh, brought to fruition, and I guess they have some extra copies to sell. So uh, feel free to check it out. And if you do check it out, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, this is Aaron. Where do you stand on the on the heavy metal? How heavy are we talking here, Boat? Are we talking? Well, uh, are we talking I've like seen Bon Jovi. Are we talking Motorhead? Are we talking? You know, <laughs> what that, are we that's a great here? question. I, I, how heavy it is, I, I don't know. Have I know you heard that any um, of this? I, I haven't listened to it yet. Heavy metal is is definitely you know even of the quote unquote heavy metal of the Bon Jovi variety isn't really my favorite type of music. But if there is a good track on here, you know, like I, I can dig almost any genre. Uh, in, in moderation, do I we, guess I should say. Do we know what songs they're covering? I mean, are we going to hear the Zool theme or something? What are we going to hear in here? Uh, let's see. It looks like um, 
I'm just scrolling down through here to see if there is a uh, okay. So looks like they, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of heavy tracks here. Cannon fodder, yeah. the recruitment theme, all the Shadow of the Beast music yeah. is here. Turrican is here. I'm gonna have to check this out and see. And the CDs are great. The CDs that what they've done is they've made a uh, a, a floppy image and they've imprinted that onto the case. And then when you fit the CD in, it actually fills in the missing image. I, there's a name Pretty for clever. when you do that. I don't know what that is, but it's very clever. I love it. I love it. So these guys, they blew away their initial goal. They raised over 235,000 knocks. Aaron. Wow. The NOKs. That's probably several million dollars in the United States. So, well done, boys. Yeah. Good job. And uh, yeah. Hey, Amiga what, rocks. One last question: Who is playing? <laughs> that I do not know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I I have a feeling that this is this may be several different groups. Oh no no, it's not. I take it back. The Fast Loaders is the name of the group. Good okay? name. That's a great yeah. name. And uh, apparently, they won Remix of the Year at Remix sixty four, and they're still ranked number one in the all time high chart. So wow. these guys are movers and shakers in the uh, in the in the retro world. This isn't just something they're doing to cash in on all those rich Amiga fans. Out Fair there. enough. Say no more. Sounds good. I've got to listen to some of that. I'll give a report next week, but okay, man. I found out about this, Aaron. This is a new bootloader for the Vampire. Ooh. Okay. So this is a uh, a multi boot framework that allows you to install and boot. Get this, Aaron. Apollo OS, Coffin, Amikit. And then Amiga OS 1.3 all the way up, all the way up to the end. Even Emu, Emu, Emutos, Emutos. I don't, I've never say. heard of that. Eros, I've heard of. I've not it heard of Emutos. Me, this is yeah. why we don't fool with the vampire. We can't Listen, even pronounce man, you put, some of the operating systems. You stick this, you stick this bootloader on your vampire, yeah. okay, and then you brick your vampire, and that's then you order that special USB stick, and then you resurrect it. That's that's sort of how these bootloaders the work. I learned blaster. that yeah. from YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why so, you don't have one of those, boat. We, we need that's to stick true. with the disk-based systems. We don't need to yeah. be tangled with that other stuff. <laughs> but anyway, if you're a vampire owner, you should probably want to upgrade to that to get the fullest compatibility out of your vampire. There's a new interview that was just released. This is an interview that came to us from Am Amy Ga Amy Gamers TV. This is a Spanish site, and uh, they have interviewed Thomas Hertzler, who is uh, a, who was uh, a mover and shaker over at Rainbow Arts. Uh, Rainbow Arts, of course, most famous probably for the Turrican games, though they did a ton of games. Uh, I I didn't watch this whole thing, but I kind of skipped around a little bit in it. And it's funny because, um, you know, he hits a lot of the, the things that we hear from developers all the time. It's like, you know, constantly under pressure, constantly releasing products that they weren't happy with. Yeah. It's the same old story. You know, you're under a time crunch. We had a discussion on our Discord channel. Uh, somebody was unhappy with the sort of, um, you know, releasing of games and then the automatic updates and all that stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, my position is, is that it's better to do that than to release a game and not be able to update it with, you know, new features that you wish you'd put in. Because I'm sure given the chance, probably 90% of all the games released, not only on the Amiga, but for every classic system, if you go back and you ask the developers, if you'd been given another month, you know, or another two months, could you have made this game better? And of course, the answer would have been yes. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. It's, this is this interview's in English, I assume. It is in English. Right. It's got Spanish subtitles, but it is in English. Very good. 
Finally, not finally, we've got two more stories. We got Vegetables Deluxe, Aaron. Vegetables is a match three game that was yeah. recently released for the Amiga as well as I think the C64. Uh, the developer has re- released a deluxe version that has uh, upgraded uh, things to make things work a little bit better. Let's see here. I'm trying to, I wanted to say that there was a list of things that he improved on, but I cannot find that right at the moment. Uh, however, um, this guy, high seven CH, I think that that's hitch of the, uh, the, uh, the hitching post podcast, yeah. which I believe is hosted hitch just sort of stays in the background pixels at dawn and Mr. Cola. I think unite to run that show, but hitch, uh, play tester extraordinaire apparently. And, uh, as well as, as, as our own amigos own Mr. Cola, Sean waters. I don't know anything about that guy. Uh, anyway, if you are a fan of the original vegetables and you're ready to, uh, upgrade to the deluxe version, you can name your own price, head on over to MikeRichmond.itch.io to download vegetables deluxe for the amigo. Hey, what do you think about the old name your own price angle? I like it. Things. I do too. Be- I, I do because, like that. Yeah. Because, you know, there are a lot of games that I've bought for, say, 99 cents. Yeah. And I've just had so much fun with them that I almost wish that I could give the, the developer a little bit more. But it seems stupid to buy the same game twice. So my plan in what I do and what I've done is that I download the game for free and then I play it. And if I like it, and if I really like it, I'll kick in a couple extra bucks. You know, if yeah. I get half an hour out of it, I'll kick in, you know, a dollar. A dollar. I feel like if I can get a half an hour out of anything, that's worth a dollar of my of my money. So a half hour for you, that's coming up real cheap for your time. Yeah. I like yeah. that. You know, yeah, but I, I like the whole pay I grant you this there there may be a certain level of guilt involved when you when you buy these things, but I mean I like it, and and I think you're. See, you've got a great uh, attitude about that. I like that. If you if you enjoy it enough, you know, throw, if you've got your own criteria, throw them some extra cash. I watched Amiga Bill play this in one of his streams, and it looked. I mean, this is this is not my cup of tea, but it actually looks pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Boatster. So I, I'll give the guy the thumbs up. You know, I, I like it, and I like I like the way he's handling it. So good for you. Yeah. Yeah. One more story, Aaron, in the Amiga News section of the podcast this week. This is the Chaos Engine Reborn in Virtual Reality. Your favorite. So uh, this is two levels. This comes to us from Press Start to Begin, the YouTube channel, Press Start to Begin. Yeah. This guy has recreated the, the first two levels of the Chaos Engine in virtual reality, and he plays through them. Um, this is This looks like something that would instantly make me sick. <laughs> I'm feeling a little queasy just watching this on the YouTube screen. Um, but uh, this is this is pretty cool. You know, I think that there are some developer tools out there that allow you to, you know, to raise 2D surfaces to 3D using yeah. something like SketchUp or something like that. Now, Aaron, I can tell by the the cut of your eh that you're not impressed. Tell me no, why. It's not that. I just I was just thinking to myself, there's no way to play these uh, VR games on camera and not come across like a complete geek. I mean, look <laughs> at this guy. He's, you can't. I mean, pretend there's nothing going on in the background and just watch his moves. They're erratic and weird. He's shaking his head. What's he doing? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always amuses me to watch it because I watched, I think Brent's tried a couple of those. It's just like, man, he's, you can't come across, even the coolest guy looks like a dork when he's got the VR going. No, I, I like this though. It's a, it's a cool idea. Listen, VR needs some sweet action. So if they can get Chaos yeah. Engine in there, all, all the better, man. 
Yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron, that's going to do it for this week's Amiga News. The gamble train is rolling away. The robot is descending back into yeah, his Get those pit. suckers out of here. Gamble train. Bring Let's back go something ahead. better. Let's go ahead and dive right into trolls. Hold on a second. Bring back the train. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry, train. Yes. Hold it up. Bring I'm, it up. It wasn't me. <laughs> Look. <laughs> for, for the first time in 267 episodes both of us own box copies of this game you know thanks i own both the one... the games i'm doing this week it's the first time that's ever happened <laughs> and we do want to thank uh rushi from our discord server for sending us uh, multiple copies of trolls yes yes yeah. uh because i mean i <laughs> what can you say about this game you know it's a it's got to be a heavy seller i mean i don't know I like the it's art. Hard, hard to know. Hard yeah, to know. It is. Trust me. I've been surprised too many times, but here's a look at the uh, instruction manual. So let's talk about trolls. But when this came up, I would have, I could have sworn we'd done it, but I know we never have. I, for no. some reason, I assumed we'd, <laughs> we'd played trolls. This is a game. I'll be honest with you. I never played it before. Had, had you ever, had you played this on the stream or anything? Never, never hadn't played trolls. Heard about it. Heard a lot about it. What'd you hear? bad <laughs> well so this was released and now this had a uh, uh mold this had it is a triple a three layer attack for trolls you got your ecs ocs you got your uh, amiga 1200 and you've got your cd32 i'll go over what i think about these uh this was released in 92 uh if you're getting the disc version you get two discs if you got a cd verse it's one cd uh, this was published by Flair. Woo! The Nate. I don't think he was involved. One <laughs> that's pl- unfortunate. That he could have made great. the game better. <laughs> I've seen his hair sort of look like this when he gets blown. Yeah, that's true. Um, this was uh, an, this game. I wanted to go into this boat because this <laughs> this set the table as I was doing the research on this. So the coder on this is a guy named Mick Headley. That's Headley, by the way. If you're a Blazing Saddles fan. Uh, he was responsible for Oscar, Turn and Burn, Wiz, uh, Ninja Rabbits, and International Ninja Rabbits. <laughs> they went worldwide. It was the European version. Now, uh, a lot of people compare this game to Oscar, and that's because they're pretty much on the same like kind of engine, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're going to hear Oscar a lot. Now, here's the thing I want to get to you with. Phil Nixon, he did the graphics on this. Okay, By the way, I did a little research on this. It looks like he he's one of the few guys I've seen that did the graphics on this on the Atari ST, which I thought was really? interesting. Hmm. Uh, and it, he did it on something, the Atari, whatever the Atari ST version of Deluxe Paint is, basically, or the predecessor to it or whatever. Uh, he was responsible for some of your favorite games, Boat. Uh, of course, Demon Blue, Morph. You liked Morph, I believe. Ninja Rabbits. But he was responsible for Elvira 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> and my personal favorite, this is a throwback. He was responsible graphically for first person pinball. But oh my god. One of our all time favorite, wow. least favorite games. First person pinball. <laughs> we covered it on what episode like eight or ten or something yeah. like that. Um he also did the graphics on a game called Roller Coaster Rumble. I actually played this game a couple weeks ago just for fun. We gotta try this on top. It's pretty impressive, this game. Okay, man. Yeah. He also did the music. By the way, both. So this guy's a double threat on, on uh, as as a as a worker. Now, like I mentioned, this had three releases. You had the CD version, the Amiga twelve hundred version, which that's what I've got. I'm guessing that's what you've got too in the boat, the box version I, you have. 
the, the, the I have what's known as the uh, this is the uh, super enhanced Amiga twelve hundred yeah, version. That's what I got. Yeah. So the first thing I wanted to do was try to because I had read where people said there is no difference. Untrue. Okay, there is a difference. I'm going to get it all the way right now. The OCS ECS sort of has like beautiful non cluttered backgrounds of color. Right. right, where the other versions have like lots of impressive graphics in the background, sort of like yes. it's sort of like the Adams family, like very much so. If, if the Amiga, if the if if the Amiga version of the Adams family would have actually had those graphics, right, that's what I mean. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So that's that's the that was the difference I saw. Now, if there mm-hmm. are other differences, I I couldn't see them. Right. So, um, this came out uh, on the C sixty four and DOS. And in, in a weird way, a boat. This came out on the DS, if you can believe that. Uh, I was I, looking. I, that is shocking. To well, me. get this. So I was looking this up on. I was looking at the wiki on this, and they they had a DSI version of this game, but it wasn't Trolls because I guess they lost the license. So what they used was like an Oscar. Uh, they called it uh, something else. Oscar in Toyland, I think is what they called it. Uh, hmm. That that uh, that, but it was de- it definitely wasn't the Oscar game. It was the trolls. It game. was a yeah. So, but I mean, okay. it was a DSI. It was it was a DSI game. So, in that it, that's the DS's internet store, right? DSI. Right. The, yeah. The, the yeah 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 yeah. So I think that, it's that been a while of, since I thought that about was in two thousand nine. Yeah. By the way. So okay. there you go. So believe it or not, people were playing this as as recently as t- ten or eleven years ago. Uh, so, uh, what is this game? This is, if you had to say, what is the quintessential Amiga platform game, platform exploration, this would be right near the top. If not, I mean, (laughs) you run around, you are a troll. And you run around and save, like, lost trolls, babies, and then you have to get a certain amount to leave the level. That's the game in a nutshell, isn't it, Boat? That's the game. You got it. It's got everything you would expect a game like this to have. Are there multiple pickups? Yes. Are there power-ups? Yes. Is there whimsical tunes? Yes. Is if there... you're playing the CD32 version. Well, I played... It's funny. I played this on the uh, Amiga, and then I downloaded... I saw what you'd been talking about with the music. So I downloaded the company's version. The company makes a version of the CXE for Windows, and it does have the music. Right, uh, and, and the if, music if, is, if you play the, uh, I think if you play the uh, the OCS ECS or the enhanced Amiga twelve hundred version, you get little ditties that play um, in between the levels. Yeah, but then once the actual level itself starts, then it's then you just get the sound effects. Well, this has uh, I will say the version that I played with the with the from the company. And by the way, shout out to the company once again. I love their EXEs. They make everything so easy uh, when you're, especially when you're trying to do something you know like this. Um, mm-hmm. It plays this kind of uh, moody. It's not like a Zool. You know how Zool's music was real wacky. This is mm-hmm. more almost. You would probably like it. It's almost jazzy, laid back. Oh yeah. I, trust me. I mean, I I listened to the music when oh, I when, yeah, when yeah. I was watching the playthrough. Yeah, say, yeah. The, I like the music a lot in this game. I now, liked it a lot. So let's just get this out of the way, boot. Uh, let's. I'm going to let you do this. Tell us how this get. How do you control the troll in this? Okay, well, I mean, you control the troll like you control Zool or you control, uh, you know, Super Frog. Right. You 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 bound across various platforms and it, you know you run over various things. Uh, the it's it's a standard, 
you know, um, what we euphemistically call European style platformer, which is really just code for awful. Up for um, jump. Up for jump. That's what I wanted yeah, to hear you say. It's, oh yeah, there. It's up for jump. It's up um, for jump. But I mean, you, you can't you can't get away from up for jump. Yes, you can. I mean, this had a C, I played the CD thirty two version of this. It I could not get anything to work except up for jump. You're 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 forgetting that CD thirty two ports never made any attempt to like actually utilize the benefits of well, the hardware. They did. Sometimes they did. Uh, do you think a game like Trolls would be a top contender to do that? Well, listen, I, I would make Up for Jump go away if I could do it. Yeah. You know? Now, I'll tell you, there's a couple things about this game that make it stand out. Some of them are good and some of them are bad. Please, go on. You you have a power-up in this game that gives you a yo-yo. Yes. Okay. And the yo-yo is multifunction. So the yo-yo can be used to destroy enemies, but it can also be used to swing from ledges, bionic commando style. Yeah. Uh, activating the yo-yo is a somewhat torturous affair. <laughs> okay, um, good. I was it, wondering where you were going to go with that. <laughs> it, it, it rarely uh, comes when summoned. <laughs> you, you can, you, you, uh, first of all, you, to, 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 do, to use it, you, it's the Lionheart control scheme, well, which now, means wait that a you, you press... Don't drag no, no, that. I mean it it totally is. You press the button and then you press a direction to 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 activate it. That's that's the way it works. It's the same way that Lionheart swings his sword. Uh unlike Lionheart, which actually is pretty it's you know even though I, I don't care for that system of control, uh it is uh it's consistent with the way that you do it. Like it works the way it should. The yo-yo never works the way it should. Um it has the the yo-yo really has the potential there's a lot of things that, that make this game have the potential to actually be good. But the yo-yo, if the yo-yo would just work like the bionic arm and bionic commando, it would be fantastic. You know, if it, it fires out straight and then you can fire it up and diagonal to the left and you can attach to things and swing around. I mean, there's no more satisfying mechanic in a side on view than attaching some sort of a rope to something and swinging around on it. You know, you can even look at something like the ninja rope and worms. You know, it's a ton of fun to do. Yeah. However, this is just, it, it never works the way it should. The way that the hitbox works on the end of your yo-yo, you, you can't attach to things 100% of the time. It's just, it's not very, it's not very good. It's not very good. It reminds uh, me, if, if, if I went out in my yard to the tree and had an actual yo-yo, all right, and I tried mm -hmm. this, this is very similar to what happens in the game. Just yeah. frustrating. You're trying to swing around stuff. <laughs> right it was now and, i'm glad and, and, you said that because i thought i just sucked with the yo-yo it's horrible. and that leads me that leads me to my next point is that you know the yo-yo is uh you know ostensibly a an offensive weapon when you read in the uh the manual uh it talks about you know the yo-yo can be used to swing from things the yo-yo can be used to destroy enemies yeah. however uh, the uh, the enemies often do not align with your yo-yo. So there are enemies that just travel under the yo-yo, and there's no way that you can aim down at the enemies. And in a lot of ways, this is very similar to the, one of the major flaws of Super Frog in that they didn't design the enemies in such a way that you could actually hit them with a projectile. And if you if you have a projectile at your disposal and you can't use it for what it's supposed to do, then what, what you know of what use is it so that that's that's one of the two major flaws of the game but i'll talk about the other one in a little bit why don't you continue i, I agree with your yo-yo assessment i i found it frustrating 
Plus, the yo-yo, a lot of times it takes more than one hit to kill stuff, so it's easier just to leave. That's something... <laughs> It's like, I'm yeah. not, just, it's like just, I could just, kill just the bouncing ball yeah. or, the, or the jumping up and a down lot of these, lamp, but I'm, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of these enemies, um, they they don't die in one hit either. A lot of them yeah. take two or three That's hits to I'm kill. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I wanted to get into some of the stuff that just... This game has a goofy backstory, but it's a, sort of irrelevant. You just sort of jump into a game. You're rescuing the, the baby. So... It does have some interesting content. I will say that. Yes. You've got special powers you can pick up. And when you pick them up, it will change. It'll change your troll's hair color, which mm-hmm. that's a new one. You know, if I was a troll, then you would never know what your power was. That's the problem. You don't have any bald trolls. So if you get to speed up boots, make your hair yellow, you can get a shield that makes it red, ball and chain. <laughs> what you don't want is black. <laughs> I found that a couple ring. times, and yeah. I was like, "What's going on?" I had to look at the book. Uh, the wings will turn your hair white and let you fly around. Then there's a beer. I never found the beer, but it makes your guy drunk. His hair turns green. Springy shoes make you blue, and the alarm clock, which freezes monsters, that's a weird one to get, by the way, because you sort of don't know what's going on. You hear this weird noise. Mm-hmm. That one turns your hair purple. So there are power ups scattered around. Also. There's an elephant that is sort of like you jump on him, and he's sort of like a checkpoint. Right. Which I'm sure you cut there, There's two things. There's on. the elephant, which is a checkpoint, which yeah. I think is... Actually, let me back up a little bit. Yeah, please. Because this is this is great. This is very clever. Um, so many times we pick up power-ups in these platforming games, and we don't know what we have because the, your character doesn't change at all. Yeah. And so you don't know what, what what's going on. The hair-changing mechanic I think is great. Yeah, I agree. I will say that I think that there might be just a few too many uh, power-ups in this game, a few too many shades, because I would be picking stuff up and my hair would be turning colors and I would just not be able to remember what that, it was. Yeah, I kind of wish it would say what you... Oh, he does make a comment, but yeah. I noticed he doesn't make this a comment is, every yeah. time. And also, this, follows, this follows in the grand tradition of Amiga games where it's like, we have the ability to put in voice samples, so let's put in voice samples. So you do get that too. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're troll-like sounds. You know, mm-hmm. I will say that. So uh, when you, you've got a... He, he sort of sounds like, I'm sorry, he sort of sounds like the same guy that was in that game we played the other week. The old top-down, hands-behind-the-back, lumber-about game. I got nothing. I can't remember. It's too right. long ago. I, I, they get washed away instantly. So when you when you run your troll around, you're picking up like so these baby the the prisoner baby trolls or, or the lost trolls. When you get them all, you can exit. Okay, so it's just a, that's a standard you know sort of game. Mm-hmm. I will say when you exit, a flying pig picks you up, which I think is kind of right. So what you do when you when you want to exit. You have to locate the pig, yes. and it's called a pig stop. They thought they were being incredibly clever here. When you read the manual, they they yeah, think they're a riot. What does that mean? Because even I I guess it's like a pit stop, you know. But it's a pig. That's the joke. And the sign is a pig in front of an American flag. Yeah. So riddle me that. I don't know. Um, I, I'm glad, I didn't understand that either. So uh, Valhalla is the game. Thank you, chat. For uh, for mentioning Valhalla is the game the the behind the hands behind the back lumber about game. So um, I'll go ahead. So now, as you're traversing these levels, you'll notice a couple of things. If you're playing the Amiga 1200 version, you'll notice that each of the levels is very like it's very evocative of where you're supposed to be. The backstory of this is like you're a troll, you're hanging out in a um, in a toy maker's shop. 
Uh, it's a very Pinocchio-like existence where you yeah. suddenly become real. Um, and you have to go into these various doors. So there's an overworld and there's these various stages. And each one of the stages you visit in the AGA version is very well done. And I, I can't, I can only comment on the uh, the 1200 version, but I, you know, we're looking at the the OCS version here, and it, it's it's much the same. Um, the stages are very well decorated. Uh, they match a theme, which I really appreciate. You know, like each one of these stages looks, you know, it looks different, and and that's really cool. Yeah, the, um, the, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, like for example, there is a right now we're in the newsprint stage. And what? And not only do they have like uh, it, it, there's like rulers and cassette tapes and newspapers in the background, but they've made all of the enemies in the power ups black and white. Like I think that's cool. That's a that's a neat touch. Yeah. Um. And and that really made me want to explore all of the stages in the same vein, giving you a mini map at the beginning where you can choose from any of the stages to start, making the game non-linear. Yeah. Also excellent. Yeah. There are so many things about this game that are really actually quite good yeah i agree um, yeah uh, i also like the uh i like the fact that you could uh, collect letters to spell bonus or bogus to get your bonus levels i, I like any game that you should still spell bonus in mm-hmm. and it's bogus nice touch mm-hmm. uh, i do like the overworld map uh this game gives you listen to this boat here you get toy land media land uh cherry soda land which is an underwater level uh, which i played that one Fairground land, uh, fa- fable land, board game land, and candy land. Now I didn't see all these. I saw I I got I, I got all the way to uh, fairground land. The underwater land was what you would expect, but it's soda pop instead of water. Uh, but the backgrounds, like I said, we're looking at the OCS version on the video, but the backgrounds in the uh, AGA versions are are amongst the best I've seen. I mean, they're really yeah. good, but they're also incredibly busy. And yeah. so it, that could be a, you know, a problem. That's, uh, that's one of the things that, uh, you know, and this is not a unique to the Amiga. This happened all the time on console games too, is that because you had the ability to fill your backgrounds with, you know, whatever you wanted, uh, sometimes that it gets in the way of the action. And, and that leads me to the biggest flaw of this game. The biggest flaw of this game is that you do not know what you can jump through and what you can't jump through. Yes. And in the platformer, that is of ultimate, of ultimate importance. And the thing that makes it even worse is that it's inconsistent. So yes. you can jump in the same place three or four times and not be able to break through the wall. But if you travel just like an inch to the right or to the left, suddenly you'll be able to jump through the platform that's above you. And that is unforgivable. It's unforgivable. There, there are a bunch of elements of the actual levels that I don't like. Okay. This is just another game where I don't think they put a lot of, uh, uh, I don't, I may just have the skill or the understanding of how to make a good level, but I don't like any game that you could just run off the bottom of the screen. And that right. happens. And I hate, and that's happens in this game in a bunch of places. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it comes from it comes from developers who just haven't played any good platform games. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, they, they know that they, they've read about platform games that are on consoles before. And they, 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 they I'm sure that they maybe maybe they saw some on bad influence or something. And then they're like, oh, you know, we know how it works, but they don't know how it works. Well, I, I, I also I think, well, I mean, you may be right, but also things came a long way. Uh, I the levels are this is your I mean again I keep I hate to keep saying this but it's your typical 
a European style platformer. Lots of exploring, lots of easy ways to get lost. You're jumping around. It's difficult to find where you're at and compounded by the fact that you don't know what you can jump through. Sometimes you can't even tell if what you're jumping on is an enemy or a friend. I can't tell if what I'm jumping on is part of the background or it's a spike. I can't tell if I could, like, there are places where you can slide down on your hiney, like Mario does. And if you don't pay attention, you can, I mean, and this is part of the game, you can slide right off the screen, you know, that's, which, why would you put that there? Something else they do, which is interesting, but I think is a, uh, overall is a negative. A lot of the prizes you get are in balloons. Now, you can't just, when you run over a balloon, it just blows up, which is fine. But you have to hang around to pick up what flies out the balloon, all right? So instead of just run, running through a level, like, picking up some momentum, you, it, you're forever stopping and starting, forever stopping and starting. And uh, it's it's it just gets old. You, you lose the momentum of the guy from doing that over and over. And so I thought that was annoying. Between that and getting lost, you know, also the, 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 uh, the enemies are different, but I found them irritating, you know, that <laughs> it weren't like they looked okay. I just didn't like the enemies. They were sometimes they were difficult to get over. Their positions weren't great. I just don't I mean, is this the worst level design we've seen? No. 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 But it, and I like I like you said I kind of like that that they really went all in on the the themes. I mean, some of these themes are goofy, you know, but I mean they're they you know, the ones I saw I thought were goofy, but I mean, at least they they're giving it a shot, you know. I also think the character of the of the troll is actually a pretty interesting little cat. I mean, he's yeah, definitely not. Equal. I think he's nowhere near I, the I think, I think the troll looks theme. good. Yeah. He's well animated. He looks sprightly. You know, when he runs, like if it wasn't for the game, this would be a pretty good game. It, like game, it's got it's if if you look at a checklist of, of yeah. features, it wins every time. This would probably do well on your on your rating system from back in the yeah. day. But here's yeah. a, here's something else that's weird. So I mentioned that you blow up the balloons. When you blow up the balloons, like a million little stars pop out, you know, mm -hmm. and you're forever blowing these things up. And it just makes everything. It's just too busy. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, hearing that sound effect over and over again. Yeah, is, uh, yeah, it's not good. And the fact that when you when you pop a balloon, you don't instantly get what's inside. You have to wait around for right. it to go up and come down. And you're always so it's always just waiting. It's running and waiting. And and what what makes it more irritating is they'll put three or four balloons in a row. And so what you want to do is just run through there like a maniac and bust them all, but you can't unless, right. unless you want to miss the stuff. So I, I found that irritating. You know, this is a tough game to appraise for me because I did I went in, I was like, oh, man, I know this one's going to be rough. And it really, I mean, we've played much, much worse uh, platform games. Oh, yeah, games. yeah. I uh, honestly think that this game gets too much hate. Well, I, I honestly I, do. Does it get a lot of hate? I mean, I just, it gets I a know. ton of hate. I mean, this is one of the lowest rated games on Lemon that we've ever played. Oh, surely not. I got to. I'll have to look. Oh, it, it is pretty low. Uh, I think uh, people are. I think part of it's people don't like the IP. I think part of it's the, it's it is it's so colorful. It's I would say garish. It, it's really yeah. oh colorful. yeah, it is it, it is garish. I will say I think the AGA versions. I mean, the levels I played on them looked pretty good. Like I said, the sound was pretty good. But I mean, there is—I think they just went crazy. There's too much stuff. Sometimes you can you can pull back a little bit and right. save some of the more crazy graphics for like when it gets more intense. Uh, but this wasn't—I didn't think this was super duper hard. I mean, I got lost. I did—I did find some places where I couldn't get out of. That yeah. sucked. If you could jump through the platforms that are above you. That would solve ninety percent of the issues that I had with this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes you can. It, it's like I said, it's it's strange. 
you know, and uh, and I like there are some things I liked about the level design. Believe it or not, like there some of the you can see stuff but can't understand how to get to it, and you have to go mm-hmm. exploring, and it works sometimes, you know. But anytime that I would die, like I remember on like the second level or the third level, they've got three of the babies on ledges on the right side of the screen over a, a basically a bottomless pit. And it was just, I was like, you know, who put this here? And then you also, you're contending with up for jump when you're playing that. Yeah. You know, now, of course, it, I never contended with that for a second. I well, just automatically, you know, I just. I played it. I played it with just like you normally would. And I right. don't, and I, you know, up for jump, you're, it, the jumping is less precise. It just is. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the fact that they, as far as I can tell, you know, someone can stop me. And I've got the manual here that mentions all the different versions. I didn't see any reference to an extra uh, a jump button in the CD32 version, and I and I didn't have one when I played it. And also the yo-yo, which again, that's a huge missed opportunity. They uh, they dropped the ball. And I, that, I and really think ball. they should have given you the yo-yo by default. You yeah. shouldn't have had to pick it up, and it should have just been your you know you and your trusty yo-yo going out to save the babies. I should mention uh, if you play the if you get the uh, if you get the version of this that the company puts out, they've baked in the trainer for this. And uh, uh, the trainer allows you to do stuff like automatically have the yo-yo, for example. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I did get the I did fool around the trainer for a while just so I could see the other levels and stuff. And like I said, I think I mean overall the game it doesn't like reinvent itself at level five, or but I mean it does. That's a lot of levels. You get a lot of gameplay. You you get a lot of time out of this. Yeah. I think the full playthrough, like we're watching right now with new mistakes, is like an hour and a half long. So that's that's pretty good for a, a platformer game. Now let's say, let's answer the million dollar question, Boat. Because, you know, trolls have been around for uh, for a long time. When I was a kid, I remember seeing them. But I never knew the backstory. So I looked it up just because I was wondering, what's going on with trolls? So get this. And I know some people, maybe Europeans might know this, but I didn't know it. Uh, the inventor of the troll was a fellow in Denmark named Thomas Dam. Okay? Really? Yeah, okay. So here's the story. This is straight from the old Wickerino here, right? So... Thomas Dam couldn't afford a Christmas gift for his daughter, uh, Lilla. So he carved a doll fr- from his imagination. That was the troll. And he gave it to her. And other kids in the town of uh, J-O-L with the O with the little thing through it, Joel, Jewel. Jewel, they saw the doll and they wanted one. And so this guy was like, hey, I got something here. So he be- he began a company. And he's and he started selling troll dolls, and they became they were a huge phase in the '60s where everybody wanted troll dolls. Mm-hmm. And then they came back in like the '80s and '90s. They, I mean, they've always been around. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. But so, but a dude, I, I like the fact that this guy carved these things for his uh, daughter because they couldn't afford it. I mean, I guarantee That's that was the last story, Christmas yeah. that that ever happened. So, uh, yeah. So Norway boat. <laughs> What do you think, Aaron? What do, What do you think if you know? If, what do you think if, if things were a little bit tight in the old Wallerino at, at, at Christmas time, and yeah. so you the only thing that you could do was carve Luke a small figure? Do you think he'd be happy with that for Christmas? I don't think he'd put his phone down long enough to care. You know, I will say things have been tight enough for. See, I've done the modern equivalent of what Mr. Dandix. I mean, with with uh, Grant, you. What is the modern equivalent? I'm eager to hear this. So, for years, I was. I mean, listen, you know me. I've been broke most of the time, and so, but I, you know, my my friends are always real super nice to me. They always get me stuff. I always feel bad. So, they were. I always try to come up with something. You know. And so many years, it's it's. I've said this. It's like, listen, this is your bootleg Christmas. 
And so I would bootleg stuff that they can't couldn't normally get on videotape or or make them up a ga- uh, disc that would automatically boot to play some old Nintendo games, you know, anything like that. I did a lot of that kind of crap. I don't think I would impress anyone in the village with my bootleg Christmas, though, unfortunately. And the and the doll that I would carve would probably repulse children in the village. So <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see that taken off either. Uh, but uh, there you go. So, you know... Well, let's see what the experts said as we ponder our thoughts on this. The people over at Lemon, you're right. They did not seem keen on this. Now, I, it's funny. Since this had three different versions, I looked at the three. I wanted to compare the three, okay? Okay. They give the OCS-ECS version of this game a 5.82, okay? They give the AGA version a 6.76, and they give the, the CD32 version a 6.25. So by limit standards, you want the AGA version. I looked over all the reviews for all threes. I'm not going to go over all these, but there were some common ones that I thought we might find interesting. So Amiga Format looked at the uh, OCS version of this in March of 93, and they gave it an 80%. Okay, They looked at the AGA version of this in Ju- June of 93. They gave it an 85%, and they looked at the... Uh, CD32 version in 94 and gave it an 82. So they were pretty consistent yeah. across the board. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So right now I'm looking at the Lemon Amiga page for Zool, Ninja okay. of the Nth Dimension. Right. Okay. This game came out in the same year as Trolls, 92. Okay. okay? This thing scored in the 90s almost exclusively across the board. Okay. 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 It also has a Lemon score of 6.52. So Not, not much um, higher. Yeah. Well, a full point higher. Well, you know. um, is that the ECS version? Then yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. So, uh, to me, I'm sorry. I think Trolls is a better game than Zool is. I can ac- I can absolutely tell you why this scored higher. Okay. There, there are several reasons. Okay. One, Zool the character sounds. Of course, we me and you know the truth. He's not even a real ant. No. He's from an alien race that represents the interest of ants. Mm-hmm. Okay? But no one knew that back in the day. He looks like a cool ninja, and he's got some cool moves. Okay? And so there was that. So so right away, and uh, trolls are sort of perceived as like kiddified. Okay? Yeah. So the ninja makes it cooler. That's number one. Number two, and you wouldn't know this, but I do, Zool was plugged to the moon. They gave mm. this guy a rocket ship push. Okay. Like to get him over trolls, there wasn't nobody that gave a crap about the trolls. I'm, I'm telling you that right in the magazines or anything else. Uh, it was a no dicer, you know. So I think th- now, would you say that this is? Be- do you think this was more fun than Zool Boat? Oh, absolutely. I will give you. I will give you that Zool is a cooler looking character, yeah. than the troll, and definitely a more masculine character which i mean let's be honest you know who's buying who's buying these games it's, it's funny it's though because when dudes. you compare now me and you don't care about that stuff right no we're I don't care about our masculinity i think the troll is a much cooler guy he's got cool changing hair he's like uh uh he, he's got a little more I mean, the zool guy doesn't really do that much plus once i know his backstory it makes me not like him because it's a it made me backstory. yeah that made me hate zool when i found you know, out and about then game that. wise listen zool I don't hate Zool as much as you, but I mean, if you compare these two, this one had more potential to be fun because I think it's, and I say that on the basis that there's, uh, 
uh, there's more variety, and there, I think it controls better. And there's, I mean, despite the fact that we mod it, there's not nearly as many pickups in this as there are in Zool. The, right. the stars make it look much worse, but it's not, uh, it's not that bad. You know, it's yeah. still it's too much. But yeah, but now, I can understand that. Now, Z9K9 uh, says in the chat here, and this is breaking news. I, I don't blame you for not knowing this because this is really weird. Uh, on the CD32, you jump with the right shoulder button. Oh, well, that yeah. ex- that's hideous. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's awful. I would not have a button. Why did they yeah. pick that, Boat? No idea. Thank no you. Idea. Thank you, Z9, because that's one thing I could not fathom as to why they wouldn't build in a button. Um, anyways, getting back to these reviews. Uh, I'm looking. I'm not going to go over these, but you're looking at er- everything in the ballpark of the uh, around 80s or upper 70s, with the exception of Amiga Joker, which, as you can imagine, it's uh, Amiga Joker ranked all three of these at 70 or 68, so it didn't like any of them. Everyone else, so we're c- talking about a solid C. Mm-hmm. I think that's about right. Uh, yeah. If this game and this game did, like I said, it did get a Wii release, so you know, sort of, excuse me, a, a, a DS. DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, if you put this on a console, which we always talk about, that how would it fare? Well, it, it might fare better in Europe, but I don't think it would fare too well here. It's despite well, the fact you it know one, have one th- the troll on it, you know. So. One, one thing that we have to we have to remember is that there are a billion zillion platformers on consoles. Yeah. Okay, and ninety percent of them are garbage. Okay. Yeah. So what true. what we're doing is we're comparing the best of the platformers on the the consoles with these Amiga platformers, and of course, nine times out of ten, they're not going to stack up well. But the problem is, is that those ten percent of the best platformers did not appear on well, the Amiga at all. So if you that, look at a, it, 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 go ahead. If you look at a not that great, like no great shakes platformer, let's say uh, uh, bat. What's the one? Bat the Acrobat or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've played yeah, that. Yeah, the Acrobat. That's mm-hmm. right. I've played that. And it was, even some of the not that impressive console platforms are probably not that bad. I mean, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, 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 so I don't feel like we're doing a, 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 a injustice to the Amiga by making some comparison to them. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying that th- let's not discount the fact that there were tons and tons and tons of horrible platformers that we, we would have never played. You know, because we would have known that they were bad. Uh, like if we would have seen trolls at uh, at Video Vault, there's no way we would have rented that. Right. I, I will say this: this is your classic missed opportunity. Uh, you had uh, you had decent graphics, decent sound, you had a decent control, and you had a, a decent like IP with the troll. Uh, they just couldn't quite seal the deal because of the because of just a few screw ups. So it's a shame, and maybe the Oscar and Toyland uh, re-release. Maybe they went in there and fixed some stuff. It might be interesting to look at someday. Well, Aaron, let's talk and see. Let's see what's going on with the Amigos Discord game reviews. All right. Uh, we start out with Chris Folds. He says Euro Trash platformer, three point five out of ten. Wow, Paul. Paul Bossman Harrington, he he suggested this game to the Amigos Game Selection Committee. He says, I'm pretty sure this will get trashed by most, but I remember liking this back in the 90s. It was a pretty solid Amiga platformer, and having never been exposed to console games, this minute was one of the better ones I'd played. I had previously ex- enjoyed Amigos favorites such as Super Frog, Kid Chaos, and Zool, and now here was something that actually looked AGA. It has lots of cute sound effects and some nice little touches like using the elephant as checkpoints. 
Yes, it has collectibles and it's another non-linear platformer, but at least there's a surplus of the babies, so you don't spend an age hunting for the last one. I will say yeah. that, that that is a very that, good that thing. Was, we didn't mention that. That does help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, playing it again now, it hasn't aged too well. Three hits to kill an enemy, only for them to respawn. No thanks. And that yo-yo can do one. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I've never heard it put that way, but yes. Pixels of Dawn writes, I'm struggling to find good things to say about this game. It can be pretty colorful, and the music, such as it is, is quite pleasant, but otherwise this manages to be a tour de force of everything I like least in platformers. Floaty controls, enemies everywhere that are often hard to distinguish from the scenery and respawn after being killed, unclear platforms, and my favorite, insta-death holes in the level. Even the level design is just a mishmash of themed platforms and frequently is hard to find the exit. The hitboxes on the enemies are terrible. I often took damage while jumping on an enemy's head. And a few times yes. I ran into something that I assumed was a collectible only to discover it was a tiny enemy. Yes. They tried here, but man, just no fun to be had. Three out of ten. Oh, man. Yeah. So these, you know, our Discord group, except for Paul, you know, uh, didn't like this nearly as much as we did. I, <laughs> I, uh, maybe I've got sort of uh, Euro tinted glasses on, but I, I think for the genre, for the system, this is definitely a C-level effort for me. I, I will say, if you're a kid, I think Bossman words, I can see where as a child, if you had this game, right, this would probably be pretty appealing. I can, there's a lot of things in this that would make it be fun for a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I will say that I can see where someone that grew up with it would be into it more. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I'm kind of surprised that people crushed it that bad. I mean, but it's not, this isn't what I would rush back to play. But, I mean... Uh, uh, it's not the worst of this type. I will say that. Oh, I did look this up on eBay, Boat, in case you want to sell your copy okay. uh, there. So if you want the boxed ECS copy, uh, 16 United States buckery dues. Now, they didn't. there were none of these uh, sold recently, but they were up for sale. The HEA box copy, someone's asking 13, and the CD32, uh, just, the, just the CD with the jewel case, someone's asking 40. These are all in the UK. So there you go. Mm, mm. An interesting game, though. I mean, I, I, there were a lot of interesting concepts that, that I sort of enjoyed. And we didn't touch on the bonus levels, which aren't very good. But the fact that they're there is nice. And, uh, you know, so they, they gave it they gave it a whirl, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Aaron, before we get out of here, we should mention that we have some high score competitions going on on the Amigos Discord server right, right now. Mm. Uh, you can check it out. Let's talk first about the uh, the dear to us uh, ZX Spectrum High Score Challenge. Uh, right now, we are playing Penetrator. And as you can see, <laughs> uh, Z9K9 is in the lead right now with Steve Rasmussen in second and Jigglebox in third. Hot and heavy competition over there. Switching I haven't tried over, this one yet. I'm going to have to try this. Switching over to the Amigos High Score Challenge, the scores are, in the grand pinball tradition, wildly inflated. <laughs> We have a score of almost 1 billion from uh, Mitsuyama, 850,000 currently in the lead in uh, Pinball Illusions, Law and Justice Table, Hasifa in second place, and Barkbit in third place. 13 competitors in the Pinball Illusions competition. If you are a Discord member, please jump in and post your high score. We'd love to have you part of the competition. How long do we have on that, on these contests, Boat? Do you know? Uh, this one closes on October the 23rd, right. so you still have plenty of time. The, uh, the next uh, Sinclair Challenge closes on October 18th, so a couple weeks okay. for both of these. Beautiful. Aaron. I got to get in. I got to get in this time. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, of course, we couldn't let this opportunity lapse to thank all of our fine, fine uh, Twitch subscribers. Uh, we picked up a couple new folks, and I'm glad to hear it, as always. Uh, we got Lamasta. Lamasta. Roshi MSX, the Slow Norse, Amigula, David Zainaz, Retro Jerry, Old B Sturgeon, Frodo NL, Memories of a Spectrum Gamer, Hermski, Gary Heather, Mitsuyama, Pints and Amiga, Uber Scuba Diver, Great Owl G, Jigglebox, Buck Owens, Wing Chun Wolf, and Negzol. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on Twitch. Thank you. We want to thank Boss Man, of course. You know, Boss Man has gotten to the point where he's pretty much running Norway now. You know, you've heard of Putin. You've heard of Putin before, right? I have Vlad. heard of him, yes. Yeah. Well, you can think about Paul as being a slightly more powerful Putin in, in the Norway scene. That's why we call him the Boss Man. He's running the joint over there, and he's the one that strong-armed the AGSC into choosing trolls last week. Well done. I liked it. Now, I mean, I enjoyed it. For yeah, a while. yeah. I enjoyed it too, but mostly because I fear Boss Man. Um, so last week, Aaron, um, the Patreon song challenge was uh, a song by STP, Stone Temple Pilots. When yep. you think about Stone Temple Pilots, what do you think of? Um, I think of a band that was great, but its lead singer couldn't keep it together, man. Yeah, and true. He passed on. Not uh, with us, not with us anymore. Well, unfortunately, I mean, he had he, as they say in wrestling, he had the demons. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we paid tribute to him with a cover of Interstate Love Song. Uh, congratulations to Hound Doggy three 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 Flack, Andy Craig, Eric Nelson, and because I fear him, I'm letting his guests come in here too. Paul Bossman Harrington, who played drums on the track, yet he still submitted a correct answer for the uh, Patreon song challenge. So congratulations everyone. And I do want to thank again, the Patreon band pixels at dawn on vocals, a boss man on drums, um, reflection on guitar. And, uh, I play, I play the bass. So, uh, we've already got our, our next song in the in cooking as it were. Uh, we were adding a new surprise member that you can, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be looking forward to seeing. So, uh, we will be back in another couple of weeks with another, uh, special Patreon, uh, full band song. Oh boy. Uh, but for now you're just going to have to settle for little old me. This one goes out to all the ladies. <laughs> Heavy Systems Inc. Bundy Frag Lord 6620. Mark Bilind Love Hope. Hermski Jonah aka Simulant. Jeremy Jones Ethan Little Alien Breeder David Velociraptor Calbert Boy Lane Denson Luke Hudson John Cook Bomb the Bass Roshi Frodo NL Soul Incisor Tech Mage Jurgen Mr. Cola Daniel Williams Bernard Lucas Jerry Dennington, Zorglub, Commodore Kid, 
Reflection, Simon Ledge, Captain Crispy, Kilobytes and Caffeine, Gary Heather, Free Lunch, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobster Manator, Ten Minute Amiga Red, Retrocast Bernard Quinn, Retro Man Cave Tim Drew Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison Calliter, Rob O'Hara, Matthew Laramore, Andy Craig, Sean Zobart Bit Rowland. Andrew Monkshow the Zombie, Leith Kelland, Alan Kebab, J. Cody Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRosha, Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy CTZ, The Slow Norris, Stefan Sorgon, Mortensen, Edwin Helen, Blindo 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Fultz, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Shahru, Graham Debke, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy Humberstein. Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixels at Dawn, and Kjolbjorn Barman. It was a night at the opera. It was. It was. The nickel so, opera. If you know this week's Patreon song challenge, please email me at john at amigospodcast.com. And uh, tell me your guess, and I will announce you as a winner on next week's show. Aaron, next week, we are going to be diving back in to Julian Gollop's own personal swimming oasis. We're going to be playing Laser Squad, Aaron. Laser, Laser Squad. That's a hard one. So to... Frodo, Frodo and L suggested this one to the AGSC. This one is one that we we've heard talked about. We knew we've it was heard... coming, didn't we, Boat? We I mean, knew I've it was coming for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll give her a whirl, fellers. That's right. We will see you guys next week. Uh, we do want to thank all the fine folks that are joining us live right here in the Twitch chat. We do record the show live. So if if you're hanging out on Friday night and you're like, boy, what am I going to do? This Friday night, why not join us at Amiga or Twitch.tv slash Amigos Podcast? We'd be, we'd love to have you join in the conversation. We got both of our moderators here, Duncan Styles, the Dunk, and Pixels at Dawn Gaming are here with us, and we have quite a quite a quite a quite a few folks here in the old chat. We've got uh, Amiga Cami is here, Amiga Gamer twelve hundred, Archfan five, um, Atten Barkbit, Bitstorm Rock one hundred one. Buck Owens is with us, Co-Brian, Commander Root, Duke L. Hudson, Edvin Helland, Feats here, Figgy78, 
Frodo and L, Hamo One Hermsky, Boss Man, L Curtis Boyle, Lord Soup, Matt Ricardo, Mitsuyama, Olaf Hope is here, Picard 2010, R Typer, RMC Retro, Rob O'Hara, Tamam Wiz, Treyguard82, VNK, Vigoro Pearls, Wing Chun Wolf, and Z9K9. Thank you guys so much for hanging out in the chat, making this show, taking it to the next level. I don't know why I go to extremes. So let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, Aaron. We will see you next week. Same time, same place for another episode of Amigos. Until then, adios. adios.